Thank you for tuning in to the best parenting show on the internet. Post Daily Dose. Hey, good evening, Facebook family. Welcome to another episode of Post Daily Dose with me, your trusted parenting advisor, faithful guide, and servant on the healing journey. What's my name? Big Papa Ryan Post. I hope everyone is having an amazing Monday, and I hope you had a very good weekend. I wanted to get on here and chop it up with you for just a little bit. Um, we had a question that came in from uh, one of our post parents. Her name's Kim. She's got a 17-year-old, and the 17-year-old is very clingy. And so Kim was curious as to what can, what can she do with her 17-year-old. And one of Kim's comments was that I've told my daughter that I can't give in to her every need for connection because if I do that, then she's going to, um, what was the word, get used to it, and then she's going to find someone who will do that, and with her history, it's going to be a bad thing. Can't I? The question, Christy had to send it to me. Hey, Mimi, Christy had to send it to me via text, and so obviously, because I'm on my phone, can't look at it again. But, um, so it was, it was to the effect, Kim's concern is if she... Number one, Kim stated, the mom stated that she's not really real touchy-feely. Um, but number two, she was afraid that if she meets her child's um, demands for affection and connection, that that's going to set her up later in life for a dysfunctional relationship. So I um, wanted to talk about that for just a little bit. And here's the thing, and I'm always going to take you back here. This is where I always want to start with parents and I feel like you know, mainstream mental health really leads most parents astray by not starting here. But when mom says to me, I'm not real touchy, I'm not a real touchy person, you have to start there. Why do you have to start there when talking about a 17 year old? Now, first of all, I don't have any idea how, you know, what this child's history is. I, I don't know how old she was even when she came into to the foster mom's life. What I do know is that she has a history of abandonment, a history of rejection, and she has a great fear of loss of the foster parent because she's probably had enormous loss in her life. So I know that. I know that about a child who's 17 year old who's been in the foster care system. That's, that's easy for me to understand. What I don't know is, hey, Heidi there from the Netherlands. What I don't know is what mom's history is around touch and around connection and around separation and abandonment, rejection, all that kind of stuff. I don't know mom's history. But here's the thing. When mom says, I'm not a real touchy person, then that tells me mom probably doesn't have a history rooted in a lot of security and a lot of nurturance and potentially a lot of acceptance from when she was a child. So though at one level she is able to meet this child's need, at another level, and oftentimes it's unconscious, another level she actually starts to reject the child. So this creates a negative feedback loop. And so what happens, and here's how it plays out, the parent attempts to be physically present, maybe even emotionally present for the child. The child has a lot of trauma associated with loss. So they're they're trying to connect, trying to connect, trying to connect. But what happens is they 
push up against the parents' unconscious boundaries for affection and nurturing and, and the ability to be reciprocal. When they push up, when the child pushes up against the parents' unconscious boundary, then what happens is that the parent starts to become stressed. So the child is seeking touch, seeking touch, seeking touch. Mom says, even when the child's sitting close to her, if she could get closer to her, she 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 would. Like just sitting right next to her isn't enough. And I understand that dynamic that dynamic of insecurity. What happens is that mom starts to get stressed, and when mom starts to get stressed. She starts to emotion. Number one, she emotionally abandons. Number two, she even physically rejects and abandons. And it's just by body language. It's just, you know, and we've all done it as parents. We've all been preoccupied or we've been overwhelmed with other things that we need to attend to. And our children come to us and they're talking to us and they're engaging. But we're only half listening. And if they're laying on us or snuggling with us, we're only half snuggling. It's like we're padding, but we're watching TV or we're eating or we're on our phones. And it's like we're not really there. And so what actually is getting communicated to the child in that half effort, that half attempt at presence is rejection. So they're actually sensing that the parent is not there. And in fact, the longer the longer the parent does the pseudo padding, the more insecure the child becomes because the sense, the felt sense, the emotional connection is not there. It's not meeting the child's need. So the child starts to become stressed because something is lacking. Something that should be there is not there. That pat should have an energy with it. That presence of the parent should have an energy with it. That actually will soothe the child at that deeply unconscious level. And it's not doing it. And so then the child moves in closer. This is the dynamic that's happening with the 17-year-old. Here's what you have to understand. Number one, again, I'm going to say I don't know your child's history. So I don't know all those those nuances. But what I want to tell you is that for us as parents, when we cannot even begin to meet our children's needs for emotional connection, for presence and acceptance, that's when they are the most likely to go out and find it wherever they can. And yes, as mom said, and you know with her history, that's probably gonna be bad. But if she cannot feel secure with you, just at a basic level, it's very easy for her to go out and find just a little bit of attention that feels really good to her. So I, I want to put that out there because I really want you to be thinking about that. Second thing I want to say to that is your ability to honor your own discomfort becomes so important in this dynamic with this child. When she's up against you and you're meeting her need for that period of time, then be be in that be in that presence, be in that space, be in that flow. But when it starts to push up against your comfort, you start to feel uncomfortable. You start to feel stressed. You start to feel uneasy. You start to feel unsure. Then you've got to verbalize that to her. And what you've got to verbalize is, honey, 
I care about you. I want to be able to meet your needs, but right now I'm not feeling good. And I don't want you to feel my not good feelings. So I need you to give me some space. And it's not about you. And this, but this is the challenge. This is like number three. So you got to be able to honor that. But number three is you've got to ask yourself and you got to get really serious as the parent. You've got to ask yourself, what are your blueprints for affection? What are your blueprints for connection? What are your blueprints for relationship with your child at that deep core level? What is it that you're giving to your child based off of what you learned? But here's the thing. Here's where most parents get stuck. And also here's, you're welcome, Jessica. And here's, here's where I like to encourage parents to go. Question it. Question where it is, where that discomfort comes from based on your blueprints. What are your blueprints? But even better than that, ask yourself this. Can you give your child what you needed and didn't get? Not can you give your child what you got, because that's what we do. Can you give your child what you what you needed but never got? Can you do that? Can you reach deep into your own emotional well and pull up that memory and that experience of what you didn't get? And can you give that to your child? What is it to your child? What is it that you needed as a child can, that you can give to that 17-year-old now? And then also, here's the next thing. And this is like the next, next level stuff. Hold her tight. Ask her, honey, how does it feel when I hold you tight? And she says, it makes me feel safe. And then say, what are you afraid of? And she's going to say, I'm afraid you're going to leave me. I'm afraid you're not going to be there. I'm afraid I'm not going to be all, I'm not going to, I'm going to be all alone. Then you ask her, give me those feelings, honey. Give me those feelings. So go deep into the insecurity. Go deep into the fear. Go deep into the anxiety. Shine a light on that unconscious overwhelm that this child is feeling. Because that 17-year-old, when it comes to affection, is not 17 years old. It's not 17 at all. She's like a five-year-old. That, that just came to me. She's not 17. She's five. Okay? So you're not dealing with a 17-year-old. You're dealing with a five-year-old. What was going on for her when she was five, but even bigger than that, what was going on for you when you were five? See, that's where the breakthrough is going to come. That's when the deep breakthrough is going to come, when you can go through all that first stuff I just said, but then go deeper. When you can get really emotionally present with her, you can ask her to connect to how she really feels, ask her to connect to what she's really afraid of, and then go into that emotion. And you take that unconscious anxiety and that unconscious fear, and you shine the light of consciousness on it. And when you do it, what you're doing is giving her more control over her fear. See, her fear right now is unconscious. It's what's driving her. You want to help her gain more conscious control over it. But before she can have conscious control over it, you've got to help her step into the awareness of it. And this is something you can do with kids at all ages. When, when a child has experienced that level of insecurity, that, that level of need to touch and be connected and be close, and you start to get overwhelmed, follow the same steps I just mentioned. Go through your own process. Ask yourself. Ask yourself what your own blueprints were and then get real conscious of that for yourself and then take your child deeper into the fear and anxiety instead of just trying to soothe it over. As parents, we so quickly want to try to comfort our children. 
Healing is not in the comfort. Healing is in the discomfort. Healing is not in the, not in the, let's talk it out. Healing is in the feeling of the pain. So when your children are expressing and they're mad, oh my goodness, that's like glory. That's when you're going to get closest to helping them break through and have healing opportunity. So I hope this is helpful. I hope you guys have a fantastic evening. Remember, in any given situation, we always have two choices. We can continue to react from the same blueprints of stress, fear, and overwhelm. What we experience and what create blueprints in our reality now that drives our perceptions and drives our emotions. Or we can stop because we've all got these blueprints. So those blueprints turn on automatically or we can stop. We can slow down. This is the thing we can do. We can stop. We can slow down. can take those three to ten deep breaths and we can choose love and i hope you'll choose love god bless you big papa loves you have a fantastic evening stay safe stay healthy keep your immune system strong keep your stress levels down and i'll see you tomorrow